Hello, ladies. We are in our last week of our image bearing series, studying what it means to be women who bear the image of God. And so today, if you're feeling invisible as a woman and you don't know what to do next, well, this last post in our series is for you. Because being a woman who bears the image of God, well, it sounds good, doesn't it? And it is. It's wonderful to have a purpose that God has given us, which fulfills our heart's deepest desires, to look up at God, to love Him fully, and then to look around and see the goodness that He's given us. But here's the problem we run into. We've tarnished that image. Our purpose now as image bearers is veiled. It's difficult for us to find day after day. And so if you're a woman who feels invisible, then you might feel that you've lost your identity, that purpose, your image. And this, this place, that's where Jesus comes in. So today we get to see where Jesus comes and heals a woman who was truly invisible. If you haven't yet visited or listened to the first four posts in our Image Bearing series, we'll put links to them down below. Trust me, you want to listen to those because that background information is so important for understanding the fullness of the story today. So today's story, Jesus and the Bleeding Woman. And this is where we're going to see a real-life example of a scripture that we looked at last week in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, that talks about light breaking through the darkness. Today, we're going to see what it looks like when the light of Christ pierces through the darkness of our lives. Today is about a woman who is invisible, who looked in the face of Jesus and then found her purpose again. And through her story, we'll discover together how we can be good stewards of our image-bearing purpose as we go about our lives, even when we feel invisible. And so, I want to introduce you to a friend, and I want you to see her and get to know her. I want you to feel what she's feeling and experience what she experienced, because this woman you're about to meet, she's me. She's you. She's a woman who bears the image of God, and yet she feels invisible and truly is invisible. She doesn't even have a name. In scripture, she's called the woman with a discharge of blood. It's not a friendly title, is it? From her title, we're immediately thrown into her darkness, her mystery, her invisibility. But it's here, in the anonymity of this woman, where we might find ourselves reflected in her story. You see, the story of Jesus and the bleeding woman in Mark 5 is the story of every woman who feels invisible to the world around her, perhaps even forgetting her own name. And to hear her story today will be to discover together how we as women must respond to Jesus' call and be good stewards of our purpose, even when we feel nameless and invisible. So let's start the story of Jesus and the bleeding woman at the beginning. In Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 26, this is how she's introduced to us. 
and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So tell me, upon hearing that, what is your immediate reaction? If you're feeling what I'm feeling, you're completely overwhelmed by this woman's darkness. It feels like there's no hope in her story. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. I'm familiar with that overwhelming darkness, and I'm guessing you are too. We're told here that the bleeding woman has an incurable condition, one that separates her from society, a disease that caused her to be nameless in the pages of Scripture. Her discharge of blood plagued her for 12 years, 12 years, and not only that, but the help that she sought out from doctors and supposed experts did nothing to help. In fact, it only made matters worse. Scripture says she suffered much under their care. And then, what did she pay for that suffering? Everything she had. All of her money was given to find a cure, and still nothing. This is how the story of Jesus and the bleeding woman begins, with a darkness you and I can identify in our own lives. I've been there, crying out to God from my bathroom floor, asking for the healing I know he can give, seeking but still suffering. And I'm guessing you know what that feels like as well, to cry out to God. And so discovering what this invisible woman does here in Mark 5 is where we will find the answer today to what we should do when we also feel invisible. There's a question that scripture is begging us to answer here in Mark 5. What does this invisible woman need? And perhaps you know the answer already, and it's that classic Sunday school answer. She needs Jesus, nothing and no one else. And the bleeding woman knows this too. She's exhausted every available resource. Now, she's heard rumors of this man who performs miracles and healings, and that is what she needs, a miracle. So in the rush of a crowd where she's invisible to all around her, the nameless, bleeding woman reaches out. If she can only touch the hem of this man's garment, maybe, just maybe, she'll find the healing she so desperately desired. And then what happens? She's healed after 12 years of isolation, 12 years of pain, poverty, and complete depletion. This woman sees the face of her Savior and she finds healing. She's no longer a woman invisible, but one who is seen. As Jesus turns to face this woman, she looked into his face and light pierces through. The invisible woman finally receives her name. Daughter. The only time in the gospel accounts that Jesus calls any woman this title is here in Mark 5 verse 34. 
And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Jesus redeems this woman's life when he gives her a name. It's a beautiful call that he gives here in Mark 5.34, a call that deserves unpacking. First, I want to establish this. If today you are a woman who follows Jesus, a woman who bears God's image, then you are called daughter by your God. Your faith in Christ has made you well. I know, you might be fighting me on this. Maybe you have an illness much like the bleeding woman and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Jesus to heal you. Or maybe you battle depression and you've cried out year after year asking that God would lift the weight and bring you freedom. Maybe the part of the story of Jesus and the bleeding woman that you identify with the most is the waiting. The 12 years of waiting and searching, maybe even praying. Wherever you find yourself in this story, know Jesus calls you daughter. And one day, whether it's on this side of heaven or the other, you will be fully healed. The well that Jesus declares this bleeding woman to be is physical, but it's much more than that. It's a saving from spiritual death as well. It's salvation. And if you follow Jesus, you also have received salvation from your Savior. After Jesus heals the bleeding woman and declares her saved, Jesus tells her, Go in peace and be healed of your disease. There are two parts to this that I want us to see. The first, Jesus tells the bleeding woman to go, and then he tells her to be. So first, the going. I want you to notice that Jesus doesn't command the bleeding woman to be anything before she goes on her way. See yourself in this story, dear woman. You do not have to be anything before you go about following Jesus. You don't have to be the perfect wife, the perfect mother. Your daily schedule doesn't have to be in perfect order or your career all perfectly planned out. No, the first thing that Jesus commands of this woman that he saved is that she goes. And how is she to go? In peace. I don't know about you, but this would be a tough one for me. Sometimes we can over-spiritualize stories in Scripture. We could look at the bleeding woman only to say, Jesus just performed this miraculous healing and she no longer has to deal with any of that old disease stuff anymore. But I don't think that's true. Think about it. She has spent 12 years of her life completely invested in finding healing. You don't get rid of 12 years of your life that easy. Jesus knows this, so he tells her, Go about your life now in peace, free from worry, free from the shackles of your previous life. And as you go, be Now, how to be. It's a question that all women have when we look at our lives. 
And yes, Jesus does give an answer. Jesus tells the bleeding woman as she goes about her life to be healed of her disease. But wait, didn't Jesus just do this? Wasn't he the one who already healed the woman of her disease? I don't know about you, but I certainly would have some questions if Jesus said this to me. Are you saying that my disease is going to come back? Did you not fully heal me? What do I do now? And then I remember, ah, yes, Jesus already told me what to do. He said to go, go in peace. And so here's what I think that Jesus is communicating to the bleeding woman. Live in your freedom. Don't stay stuck here. Go. And as you go, don't look back worrying about what I've already saved you from. Be the healed woman of God that you are. Jesus has declared this woman's identity. Daughter. She is no longer invisible but seen. This demands movement on her part. How will she do it? How will she steward her new identity? Will she do it well? Let's end today by looking at the final part of the story of Jesus and the bleeding woman. Here we'll discover exactly how to be good stewards of the call Jesus makes on our lives, even when we feel invisible. What happens next in the story of Jesus and the bleeding woman is, well, nothing. Jesus gives her this beautiful call to go and live her life in peace, to remember her identity. But literally, as he's telling her this, scripture says that Jesus is interrupted and the story of the bleeding woman is cut off. We don't know what happens next. We don't know how she'll be a good steward of her new identity, or even if she chooses to do that at all. And so, if you've identified with the bleeding woman at all today, this is what I want you to hear. What's next is up to you. You are seen by Jesus, a woman of God with a redeemed, image-bearing purpose. You have been saved, and you have been called. You are to go and to be. But there's no 10 steps on how to be a good steward of your purpose. There's no rule book on how to do this exactly and perfectly as you go. No, Jesus simply calls you to go in peace and remember the work that he has done for you. But if you want a nudge in the right direction, here's what I recommend you do this very day. Rather than looking inside yourself, look outward. Look for the invisible woman around you. Yes, even if you are that very woman who feels invisible, that's what I want you to do. Look for a woman around you who's getting missed, falling through the cracks, who needs light to shine through her darkness. See her as Jesus sees you, a daughter. And then as you fulfill your call to go and be, invite her to go and be alongside you. Follow Jesus together. And as you go, remember this truth from 2 Corinthians 3.18. 
And we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 